Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Unexplained with your hosts, Logan, the Time Traveler, and Mark, the Wren. Pretty soon we will be joined by Mark the Wren, so you can guess who this is. This is Logan, and I am from the future. I've come here to do this podcast in the corner of Blog Talk Radio to tell you what's going on. Now, somebody spilled the beans recently on some pretty heavy stuff. On a wrestling program, no less. His name was Larry, the living legend, Zabisco. People might know him with it, uh, because of his AWA title run or his feud with the great Bruno Sammartino. Uh, but this guy is not only a wrestler, he seems to have his finger on the pulse of some really uh interesting theories about the cosmos the world and the different positions uh, where we are in the world and what we're to expect now in to an unsuspecting person or to somebody who's not versed in these things a lot of the claims that he made were um i think received with a certain bit of scoffing and like okay what do you know larry zabisco you wrestler you but you know, wisdom comes from strange places, so we shouldn't sit there and just mock it just because of the source. So, the first thing that um, Larry touches on with Mr. Brian Alvarez in the interview is the issue of death, because somebody reported that he died. So, we can start off with the idea that there is no death, that we are just light beings, and that we can go into some other dimension and then come back out. But before I do that, I want to interview. I want to introduce my co-host, the king of the radio board section, soon to be the king of the board, Mark Wren. What's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. It's good to see. Good to hear you on the line. And we are be back on the course, show after a while. Yes, we've had quite a hiatus there. I, well, what happened was, and you know, I don't mind talking about it because fuck these guys. We started doing that alien show, and uh, you know, we both of us got paid some visits by the Men in Black and uh, told us to stop. So, you know, yeah, I it, it did worry us for a little while. I was getting these calls, and like, people were hanging up, and, and I was talking to people on the line, and you could hear clicks on the phone. So I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah, and then um, a couple people on the board complained that they were getting anally probed by after they listened to this thing, and so you know we were just trying to protect everybody's anus. Well, but so that, that that actually may be part of their regular everyday life. That's that. what I think. I think they're trying to blame it on us, but they're just uh, homos that like to get drilled in the ass. So, um, yep. but that's nothing wrong with that. You know, if that's your deal, go for it. Uh, Neville, we're talking about you. But uh, let's let's did, but before we um, get into Larry Zabisco, did you, you? I'm sure you heard the interview. Um, what was your overall impression of Larry Zabisco's uh, talk to Brian Alvarez? Did he did did you agree with him, or did you think he was just a nut? Well, it, it made for interest. Certainly, I mean, you don't you, you know when you, when Brian or someone interviews someone that's a. Uh, that's a wrestler. You don't expect them to start talking about the afterlife and conspiracies and and uh, the politics and that sort of stuff. You expect them just to talk about, you know, 
their memories if they're a retired wrestler you expect them to talk about their memories of the business or the views of the current product and all of a sudden Zabisco obviously just he'd been thinking about some stuff and wanted to get some stuff off his chest and, and air some of his views and uh, it made for interesting listening and there's been a lot of debate on the board about it and um, uh, it's, it's, it's good to talk about you know other stuff yeah and I wanted to give a big shout out to Serotic who who suggested that we take this up up this topic um and uh and this is a lot better than what we were going to discuss was zombies so let's let's get into some of the claims that mr uh larry, uh, larry zabisco made um he he did talk about us being um in the zone as it were and he talked about the zone as a photon belt that he says emanates from the center of our galaxy which takes its orders from the center of the universe and uh, basically he's saying that every 26,000 years the earth um, enters this belt and big shifts happen on the earth and uh, big changes and some you know in some um, lore it, it's bad stuff and some other lore it's good stuff um, it seemed that Larry was kind of mixing the two and saying that it's going to be bad at first and then get good again. But, um, you know, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it seems like there's no scientific evidence of such a photon belt. But um, what do you think about that idea that, I mean, we're going to link it to Kennedy in a second because Kennedy seemed to believe in it as well. But do you have do you have any credence to this? Do you think that we're, that this 2012 thing might be part of that? Or, or what do you think is going on? Um, th to be honest, that 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 part of the Zabisco interview kind of really lost me because I was thinking like, what what the hell is he what the hell is he smoking? I just got no. Uh, uh, first of all, I thought he was kind of talking about like the view of like we're all living inside like a matrix, as in like the movies, you know, we're all we're all like you know being controlled and stuff. And then he started kind of talking about the earth, you know, Mother Nature kind of regenerating herself, and every so often there's these periods where. You know, like the Earth kind kind of does a like a reset or something, and I don't know. It's just he kind of he, he kind of lost me. He kind of lost me there, and I've not really given it too much too much thought. But I don't know where okay. it's. Uh, well, let me inform you about this stuff because it's interesting. Um, I mean, I went to Wikipedia just to see what people say about it, and it's it's a new age belief uh, that's out there that uh, um, this. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just read the passage here. What it says is, um, it's a pseudo-scientific belief largely linked to some parts of the New Age movement. It postulates that a belt or ring of photons is going to envelop the Earth, causing a cataclysm and or initiating a spiritual transition. Uh, uh, referred to variously as a shift in consciousness, the great shift, the shift of the ages, the zero point, the ascension point. But anyway, uh, he said that time will start getting faster that the earth that the sun is getting hotter and that's what's causing all this global warming uh i mean just he was just throwing shit out there and the big thing that he showed he he threw out there was the conspiracy behind the jfk assassination saying that he was basically killed because he was going to join up with khrushchev the russian premiere and then go and expose perhaps what they had found on the moon which he believes is uh now that that has some credence to it that 
because we have not gone to the moon in the last 40 years for a reason, and there might be because we found some some growth, some structures on there. Have you heard that? Well, talk, talking about the Kennedy thing, I think I think there's a Bisco who's kind of getting his like timelines timelines wrong because obviously Kennedy Kennedy was killed in '63 and, and we didn't go to the moon till '69. So I don't know why he was why he's saying you know obviously that that's a six year difference that that just doesn't you know the sums don't don't add up. Um, well, t- to be fair, he said that that the satellites picked up the um, the images of things on the moon, so. It could like, be just like through. the early, like the early, the early kind of satellites like Sputnik and that, yeah, the that probes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Of all the, of all the theories that I've heard about um, uh, the Kennedy assassination, I've never heard that one. I've, I've heard people say Kennedy was going to like expose like aliens and stuff. You know, I've heard that one that he was going to reveal aliens, so they killed him to keep his mouth shut. But I've not heard the stuff about. Uh, Kennedy and Nikita Khrushchev, you know, kind of getting their heads together and like doing some kind of big moon revelation type thing. I've not heard that at all, so I don't know what he was on about there. I think Larry was also mentioning about like you know, kind of like the Illuminati and stuff, which is another another thing and another theory about it. You know, like you know, the, the real kind of power brokers in the world decided that Kennedy was you know kind of not good for business, so they decided to kind of rub him out. So that's another theory that's. Um, you know, it's, it's it's got some it's got some support. Certainly, um, very very powerful people. Um, I believe um, uh, eliminated Kennedy, and not just uh, and uh, certainly not um, the uh, government line of it was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. It was obviously it was a group of powerful people, whether it was the uh, CIA or the FBI, somewhere along the lines. But I don't think it was uh, totally like Illuminati. But obviously, there are people that, that are in the CIA and FBI that are actually part of that. Illuminati, so you know it kind of links to that. Well, yeah, um, there was uh, some investigations. Uh, apparently, um, you know, my understanding is that Kennedy made certain references to secret societies and and kind of hinted, started to hint that maybe they weren't. It wasn't such a good idea to allow ourselves to be ruled by them. And I mean, he started making weird cryptic comments, and and all of a sudden yeah, he's can, gone. You can watch some of Kennedy's speeches on you know on YouTube where he's he's talking about you know we live in a society where there's you know these hidden forces and stuff. So he's I don't know whether he's kind of double double speak and just kind of hinting at stuff that wasn't really going to totally come out and say. But like if people in the people in the know would get what he, would get his drift what he was talking about. So. There could be something something to that, but he certainly knew, he certainly knew what the uh, uh, he certainly knew what the score was. Yeah, and uh, he also talked about there there was like a um, the idea that okay these structures that we see like the pyramids and Stonehenge and the, the statues on Easter Island they all seem to be you know impossible feats of. Of of, of of construction, and that you know that they actually were structures that were meant to harness some kind of magnetic field, and they they are like on a higher level of science than we even um, have today, because like we're burning like fossil fuels to get energy, and apparently there's a way to harness the natural energy of the universe that our ancestors knew, and that's what the pyramids were like, kind of a uh, power plant for that. Um. I just thought it was interesting that he was talking about that, like how he just made the remark that uh, 
people think that a guy like a caveman and a woolly mammoth could drag like a 400 ton stone up like 400 miles or something you know so i you know there is there is some interesting facts about that that just don't add up together when you when you think about you know the pyramids and the sphinx and oh yeah for sure i mean you, if people if people are aware of the you know the the tv series ancient aliens you know they cover all this stuff about you know how how can uh you know uh the pyramids be be built and all these massive stone structures that weigh a huge amount of tons and they they can't they can't even recreate it you know modern day cranes wouldn't even be able to lift you know these uh uh, these big slabs of stone, let alone you know, ten thousand years ago or however long it it was. You know, there's that theory to it, and whether you know um, whether aliens or whatever had had a help in in making these structures or you know made them themselves is another thing. You certainly can't imagine. It's hard to imagine. You know, a bunch of bunch of you know, well, not not quite cavemen, but you know primitive men with you know just woods and rollers and, and and rope and things you know just hauling these massive uh things i mean look at the pyramids i mean how are you are that it blows my mind to even think even you know even i don't know it just blows, blows your mind to, to think about even making them i mean they're putting blocks on blocks on blocks and it's just i don't know i know i know a few people that have actually been yeah been, and the blocks were so like well cut that they didn't even need cement. Um, exactly. I know a few people. And been, I know a few people that have been there, and they're like, "This shit's just amazing." Like you stand in front of these pyramids, and they're just you. You can't believe that like someone made them all these thousands of years ago. It just blows your mind. One day I'd like to check it out. Yeah, and he mentioned too that the the story that we're, of when they were made is probably incorrect. And I think Brian talked about this that the. They've done some studies on the erosion, and it looks like that they were made actually a lot longer ago. Yeah, than that's they're right. Saying. I heard that as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's there's, interesting. There's another there's another good po- podcast that people might want to check out, and it's from a sort of a surprising source. There's uh, a guy Joe, comedian, and he's done Fear Factor and a whole bunch of other stuff. He's got a really good podcast that you know you sometimes. A really interesting guest on there. Just recently, ancient aliens on there, and a couple of weeks ago, he had uh, a guy called uh, I think the guy's name was West, and he's like a kind of an Egyptologist, and like he was uh, discussing you know the uh, ancient Egypt and the pyramids and the pharaohs and stuff, and he was talking about it for a good couple of hours, and it was really really fascinating stuff. So people want to check out. There, that, you know, he barely talks about MMA. He, he has these incredible guests on there that are, you know, that people talk about conspiracies. People talk about, you know, ancient aliens. There's people talking about health and new age stuff. You know, it's it's one of the best podcasts going. Yeah, that is uh, Joe Rogan, um, and he he's a big stoner too. So that's kind of why he likes that stuff, I think. But. He's good. Uh, I mean, you're right. He's an intelligent guy. He's, you know, he's, he's he has he has his guests, and he's not just kind of agreeing with them. He he's seen the stuff himself. He he admits that he sits down for hours and hours and just watches, you know, on National Geographic and gets DVDs. He watches all this stuff. He, he watches things on when he's going to UFC on these 
overseas trips and stuff. He's reading things on the plane and, and watching stuff. You know, he's he's a knowledgeable guy. He's, he's very interesting to listen to. Yeah, he's, people should check that out for sure. And um, yeah. uh, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if he we, someone should try to get uh, Larry to get on that show because they could have an interesting conversation. Um, yeah, I think I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tweet that to to uh, to Dragon. Yeah, tweet him a, a link to the interview, but it's probably like, you know, I think it's on the pay site, so you probably have to just give him the file. But, um, but yeah, um, and he, but now some of the predictions that um, that Larry Zbysko made were interesting. He said that, well, first of all, he kept re- remarking that the bankers are robbing us blind, and I, I certainly do believe that. I mean, that's kind of evidence in the last two years. Oh, for uh, sure. That, yeah. And, but he's also saying that that, that Europe is going to have an economic an economic collapse, and that well, um, they, they that are at Amer- the moment, yeah. and America will follow, and that there's going to be a run on the banks, and that if your money's not under your mattress, then it's not your money. So, my question is, if everything breaks down, what good is money going to be? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's like, would that really buy you anything? You know. Yeah, that's the um, point people have been saying about that. You know, if 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 you know the shit here really hits a fan, you know, it's all right having money kind of hidden in a cookie jar or hidden under your mattress. But you know, what are you going to be able to do with that money? Is it, it you might as well just kind of have like a bunch of gold or a bunch of silver and you know just a load of resources. You know, just have like you know this you know food food and, and water and, and things that have got like a long shelf life and, and stuff on them. If if it ever goes to that which god forbid it would ever happen to that but you know you can understand why you know people are panicking when you have these bank collapses and these economies are in trouble and, you know, i don't think uh i don't think it's, it's as negative as what zabisco is saying he, he i think he was predicting it's going to happen this year so i don't know about that half the year's gone already so i don't know i don't think so well, you never know. Yeah. But he's like 2012 is not is just a number. Yeah, I don't think like the mine thing is like a that would just be proved to be like a bunch of shit and So you don't believe you don't believe the 2012 deal? No, no, no. I I I was listening to the ancient aliens guy and he was saying like the calendar's wrong. He said like it's about 100 years out. So it's not like December the 21st, 2012, that stuff's going to change or whatever it is. He reckons it's about 100 years out, so I think the whole mind thing is, like, pretty flawed, really. Huh. Well, uh, I guess we'll see soon enough, but um, just some interesting things that... Now, he also um, was saying that that, you know, there's no, there is no such thing as death that like we're just these light beings that you know we go into another realm and stuff like that and it's interesting that he said that because he also criticized religion and and he kept saying how all religions was a big scam to make you you know to keep you obedient um but yet then he would mention god so i didn't understand what he was talking if he's not if that's not a part of some kind of religious god what, what is he talking about yeah, it seemed like he was at cross purposes there because he was kind of <laughs> he was he was almost sort of talking like an atheist, and then on the other hand, sort of saying, "Oh God, this God that," and you know, I, I, I don't know what he was really kind of driving at there. I think he's probably kind of uh, well, if you're like an, if you're an atheist and stuff, and you, you can always make the 
the, the debate about you know religion is just a, but a controlling controlling force keeping people in line making you know saying all these uh, ten commandments and stuff to keep people in line um but well what's you know, your view mark Ren? do you believe in the christian religion do you believe in jesus christ um i don't really want to i don't really want to get into that i mean Christian and you know you, you you do Bible stuff, you know that sort of stuff. And you know I'd like to believe that there is something to all this, but I you know I, I can I can understand when people you know start saying oh they, I think it's just a bunch of fairy tales and I don't think all this is going to happen. And if there was if there was a really a God, then why does he let all these natural disasters happen? You know all these deaths and wars and stuff go on and you know I'd probably say I'm, I'm a believer more than I'm not so I've, I've got my beliefs and you know yeah like when you're in danger you're like please God but um, yeah, that's it yeah Choose my that's mind. like when you get that's when you get religion but no I would say that um, I do believe that for the most part, religion is, you know, a brainwash, and it, it's meant to get you to be obedient to, you know, just the regular society. But there's also, you know, there's like parts of the religion that probably have some truth to them, and you know, it's all just kind of a mix of stuff. But for the most part, I, I think religion has done a lot of harm um, as an organized thing. But, um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know. If uh, I, you know, I, I really don't know if there's an afterlife or if there's some other place you know that you go to. I just think that it's kind of stupid to count on that, you know, because it's like you don't know for sure, like because you never really have gone to the other side. So the idea that you can just kind of count on it is to me a little bit gullible. Yeah, I get what you, I get what you're saying. Some people are like, well, you know. You either believe or you don't, and I think people have got a view of like, well, if like, you know, if, if you believe in God and like, you know, and something happens after you die, after you die, then you know, then, then obviously that you like you've done okay, and there is an afterlife, there is a heaven, or whatever. But if you don't, then, you know, and, and you die and, and nothing happens, well, you won't know in any case. It would just, you know, just like just pulling the, just pulling the plug. You know, you you won't you won't know any different in any case. So pretty better it's pretty better off to like believe than kind of not believe if if you know what i'm saying I, well that's pascal's uh wager uh if you ever read his uh writing it's he's like you know i he's like i if i if i'm wrong then it doesn't matter because i won't know it yeah exactly and and if i'm right then i'll be rewarded because you know if i'm right then i'll be a good person and and you know god'll reward me but if not then i won't even know so yeah, who cares exactly. Yeah. It's like it's just kind of hedging your bets. <laughs> yeah, it's hedging your bets. Yeah, it's, it's fair enough. Most people but just want to most people just want to be good. Right, but at the same okay. time, um, there is like um, I don't know. I, I feel like there is this uh, dark force over us. Like, um, and you know, I think Larry Zbysko is kind of talking about the Illuminati. Very, very kind of tangentially. It's like almost like a given that these, these, these entities exist, and uh, 
that these these big kind of controlling forces behind the scenes are really running everything. And there's this illusion now that like the rich are running everything, but it looks like there's like some families too that are even go supersede the super rich, like because they just have more wealth than because it's been accumulated over thousands of years, you know, certain families. And I think we've talked about this, and that's essentially what people refer to when they talk about the Illuminati, like basically like a group of families that have just been around since, you know, the the Israeli times, you know, the, I mean, the time of, of Jesus. That's it, you know, there's probably, you know, those like a, 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 kind of like the royal families and, and you know, the, and the and religious leaders and, and um, political leaders that go go back from, you know, biblical times, um, you know, right through you know the middle, uh, you know, dark ages, middle ages, you know, to uh, you know to, to modern times. You know, it's it's probably the it's the same the same people that are kind of and it's, it's carried through to, to modern day. Yeah, and the, the idea that like this election that we're ha- you know this like presidential election, like no, they're the ones that are going to select the winner. And like if if Obama wins, it's going to be because they wanted him to win. And if Romney wins, it'll be because they wanted him to win. And, and there's really little that we're doing in terms of voting. You know, it, it's kind of just BS. Um, and, and it's probably true in your country, too. I mean, it's just like there's just bigger interests that are deciding things, and you can't even see what's going on behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, you, I think you look at any kind of country, you never get, like, the the person that's always like elected is always like really well connected. You never get some guy who's just been like, like he was a street cleaner when he was 25, and then he just decided to like improve himself, and he's like becomes president or prime minister when he's like 50. It's like ne- it never happens. Like all these, you know, people in privileged positions. I mean, like our prime minister Cameron, he's like, you know, he's privileged upbringing. You know, he was at, like probably the top school in the country at Eton, you know, and uh and all the all the people in, in, in power like the like the the mayor of London like went to Eton with him and they're like mates. And it's like it's just just you know, they just everyone just looks after themselves. Looks yeah, after it's like a mates. small group of very, very wealthy people kind of trading power and, and not really letting anyone else have it. You know, especially in especially in this country where we've got you know we've got nobility and we've got royal family and we've got you know lords and dukes and duchesses and all that and this stuff has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years that the people are yeah. in land and you know the duke of this and the prince of this and and it, it still carries on you know hundreds and hundreds of years from its original concept it's just and it goes back to you know just like thousand, well, at least a thousand years, I would say. Well, obviously, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of lines that of, of family lines that go back ages and ages, especially in England, and uh, you know the, the certain certain names that I'm sure pop up just on it, on different roads and different street names and stuff like that. You just keep seeing the same name, and that kind of gives you an idea of what the names of the families you're dealing with probably right yeah, i mean more yeah. more over there than than here um but yeah it's it's definitely a, a crazy situation 
that we're living in. And it seems like, I mean, I just feel that there's something afoot, like we're we're headed somewhere. I mean, I feel like we're kind of at a crossroads where we could really go into some serious, like fascist, Nazi kind of extermination shit, or we could go to, you know, a new age where we're in tune with nature and, you know, we're doing, we're on the right track. So it's kind of, I feel, don't you feel like we're at a crossroads kind of? Yeah, that that's, you know, kind of what people have been saying about this Mayan thing, you know, saying it's going to be like the dawning of the new age. And everyone's going to have this kind of like, you know, sort of enlightenment and they're going to start seeing things for what they are and, you know, everyone's going to kind of... And all this type of type of deal, but you just, just can't see it. The way, the way things are, it's hard to look past. Although you want to be positive, it's hard to look past like all the negative stuff that's happening, all the bad stuff that's happening in the world, you can't you can't believe that just when this mind thing happened, dancing around with flowers and you know everyone's going to be happy dappy and holding hands and singing. You, you know it's all this kind of hippie kind of mindset. I can't you just can't see it happening. You know I it did. Yeah, it looks like people are are going the opposite direction and just getting more, you know, mean and and sociopathic. Yeah, more self-centered, more egotistical, more narcissistic. Narcissistic, yeah, exactly. And it's it's good. It's getting crazy uh, because it's like, and then the rich are they're like just taking you know openly saying, all right, you know what? Like in the chaos, I'm gonna just take over this shit. I'm just gonna. And it's just like they're really making a go for it, especially in, in the United States. Like it's just the amount of money being spent to try to influence politics here now is like unbelievable. And it's like they've come out of the woodwork and they're no longer trying to hide. You know, they're just like. But what was interesting about what Larry Zabisco was talking about was the whole idea of the warring factions and how we're kind of caught up in the middle of you know certain Illuminati warring with other Illuminati. And, uh, you know, the Kennedy assassination strikes me as something of that nature where one family kind of struck at another family, you know. The Kennedy family probably has its own roots in in the yeah. Illuminati. Yeah, I mean, so. there, there are just, just uh, you know, yeah, there, there, there is that argument to it where, you know, that there, there are these kind of, they do occasionally have these kind of power splits and disagreements in, in the whole, like, Illuminati you know, kind of power structure, and you know, one of those is what um, what many people have speculated is is like this kind of uh, kind of vendetta that that maybe like the Bushes are behind, like you know, kind of all the demise of the Kennedys. You know, there's a theory yeah. about there's a theory that you know the old man George might have, might have been behind, like you know, uh, JFK's murder, and you know, there's there's also like a, a theories out there about uh, George Jr. You know, being behind uh, JFK's JFK Jr.'s um, uh, plane crash uh, a few years ago. Wow! So there's like an open war between the Bush family and the, uh, or a secret war between the Bush family and the Kennedys family. Yeah, I think Alex has been talking about that as well. Who? Alex Jones. You know, that's what the talk show guy. There's actually like a. It, there's like a, it's like a. If you look on YouTube, there's, there's like, a, I think it's called JFK Two, which is sort of like nothing really. It's not a sequel, obviously, to the, 
to the nineties film, but I think it's just called JFK Two, and it's and it's just kind of, I think it's done by Alex Jones and the Infowars, and it's just kind of lays out this kind of vendetta that like the Bushes are behind, you know, the, the Kennedy, uh, all the all the things, all the bad things that have been happening to the Kennedys over the over the years. So and I don't know how it started, but it, they kind of lay it out from you know Prescott Bush and you know well Bush Joe uh, he was in Dallas. Um, yeah. uh, Bush Senior, and uh, there, there definitely seems to be something going on there. Uh, some kind of um, is now the Bush family. They go all the way back to Prescott Bush, who during the time of Roosevelt actually was caught dealing with the Nazis, and uh, in fact, he was a strong advocate of siding with the Nazis instead of the uh, the Allies, um, because he thought that they had the way to go. So the Bush family are, I think, rooted in white supremacism. They kind of hide it now, and they've tried to make themselves more acceptable. But essentially, they they stand for that. And and I think there's a certain strain of the Illuminati who are white supremacists and and are trying to cleanse the the earth of the brown. And uh, it's 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 gone underground. Obviously, it's not open like it was during the Third yeah, Reich. But, right. Yeah, I, th- but, I think mate, I, I think if I'm, I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think this documentary was kind of saying that you know, like originally, like the, the Bushes were from like the East Coast, you know, they're like the same as you know the Kennedys. Obviously, the Kennedys are from from like Massachusetts, and I think um, originally like the Bushes were from that area as well. And now, like when people think of the Bushes, they think, oh, you know, they're they're like you know they're Texans and and all this kind of stuff. But it's only really been you know, George and George Junior's kind of uh, generation that, that have been actually from Texans. Like, if you look at the lineage, they're all like this kind of privileged upbringing from from you know like the area that the Kennedys are from, like Massachusetts or or from like Hamptons or or something around like the East Coast. You know, there's privileged privileged upbringing. I think you know you look at the um, Skull and Bones um, thing of like Prescott Bush was in it and like George Bush was in it and then George Jr. was in it as well. There's that to it as well. Ironically so was John Kerry. Yeah. Yeah, I think yes. there's there's some statistic, you know, where they look at the membership and you know, you look at like there's like a good percentage of people, you know, end up making it big in government or like big kind of industry, you know, they end up like running like Ford or something can, you know, these big multinationals, you know, they end up being like the director of the CIA or something or the top guy in the FBI. You know, it's like a very strong percentage of people that have been in Skull and Bones that have had these positions. Yeah, and they've, um, it, it seems like they they draw from like a very small pool when it comes to presidents. Like they have to have a certain bloodline. And uh, yeah. it, it seems like there's there's an element of like masonry that that they all share. They all seem to be like at least somewhat related to some secret society somewhere. And uh, it's it's weird. I mean, it's um, I definitely think it was a shakeup to have Barack Obama elected, and certain elements of the Illuminati were not pleased with it because they weren't exactly sure if he was going to be a loyal soldier or not. I think he's turned out to be a pretty loyal soldier, <laughs> but. Still, they they act like he's maybe somebody that's going to try to rock the system, and I think they're yeah, threatened by they're threatened by his popular appeal because it can it can 
it can be dangerous. Let's put it like that. Look what happened with Hitler's popular appeal. I'm not saying that Barack Obama is going to be Hitler, but like I think that whenever you get a guy who's really popular, but you know from and the people, like I think they get nervous. The the powers that be doesn't matter if he's like totally cooperating with them or not. And I think that's why they didn't like Kennedy, you know, because he was so popular. Yeah, so I he could. Think- I don't he think could, Obama's he could, been. Can, he hasn't. He hasn't rocked the boat, has he? He's he's kept a kind of a. He's kept a steady ship. He hasn't. You know. He's. He's learned. Right, but the issue. Be. The issue they have is that he could. Like that's kind of what would happen with Kennedy. It was like he kind of realized, hey, wait a second, I'm the president. Uh, everybody loves me. I can start rocking. You know, it's like he can be a little rebellious, and and that's what he did, and then he got killed. And they think that Obama might might do that too, even though he he hasn't. He's been pretty yeah. loyal. But they think, well, he could, you know, and they don't want that. They want a guy they can control, like Romney, you know. Like, so I think there's some struggle going on there. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see, you know, what what goes on in this in this election year. That, you know, I think the the um, the polls are getting a bit, little bit closer, aren't they, as as to uh, Obama and, and Romney. Um, well, Obama is just such a superstar that they're they're so afraid of him. They're going to try to spend like a you know two billion dollars to beat him, but I think that like it's, I think Obama, I think what's happened is that Obama has the backing of like older money and older like Illuminati and the new the nouveau Illuminati are the one that hate him, like you know these Koch brothers and these like guys who've made it rich in the last you know couple generations are like they hate him, but yet it seems like he's backed by that old old family stuff and. Because there's something about Barack Obama that, like, he's one of them. You know, he's he's not just some guy that came out of nowhere. Um, his yeah, mother. He's carefully selected. He's carefully selected. I think. I think. I don't think there's any doubt that like Obama's going to get a second term. I think he's probably going to. I think he's probably going to win by maybe. Maybe six. A big or margin. Yeah, pretty maybe by six or seven percent. You know. Because he's he's the perfect front guy. He doesn't look I mean, he looks like he's on the side of the people but yet he pretty much does every every single thing the globalists want him to do uh including signing a new trade deal that they're actually trying to sign in secret before the election that would basically convert every that would subordinate the laws of every single country in the world to this conglomerate of business interests uh and they would be able to like dictate that even if a duly passed law in your country you know if it, if it interfered with their profits in any way, they could actually command it to be struck down. And they're trying to work out this this agreement right now as we speak and before the election, but people are starting to make noise about it. But but the point is, is that Barack Obama's playing ball, and he's doing it in a way that makes him – he still looks like you know, the popular guy who wants to help the middle class. And, and that's the kind of front guy they need. They, they don't want a guy like Romney who clearly is an asshole and doesn't give a fuck about the poor. I mean, that would only cause revolution. Uh, event, you know, people would revolt. I think if Romney became president. Yeah, I think it's a safe bet. Whatever, like they could have these. I'm sure they're going to have like televised debates and and stuff like that building up to the election. And at the end of that, I was just going to say to Romney, yeah, like whatever you want to say about me, at least I got at least I got Bin Laden, and like you know that's going to be like his trump card. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because that was a direct shot. I mean, I really think that Barack Obama must be working with the Kennedys. You know, like you talk about this war between the Bushes and the Kennedys. It's like 
It seems like Barack Obama was he was endorsed early by Ted Kennedy. Seems like he's kind of an extension of the Kennedy clan in many ways. And Obama, I think he's he's now like really good friends with with the Clintons as well. Yeah, the Clintons too. And 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 the and the Bin Ladens have been traditionally affiliated with the Bushes. Yeah. So him going after Bin Laden in a way was him going after the Bush family because that's part of that's their conglomerate. I mean, they're friends with Bin Laden. I mean, you know, they just act like they're enemies, but let's face it, like Bin Laden has been dealing with the Bushes. That family is joined at the hip with the Bushes. So Exactly. They've been doing deals. They've been doing enough deals over the years. All all stuff in the Middle East, you know, and Halliburton, all these you know, all these pipelines and all these all the infrastructure that's going on in the Middle East, it's all to do with deals with uh, Bush and uh, Bush. Yeah, and it, it's the relationships in Saudi Arabia because the, the Bin Ladens are from Saudi Arabia and they're a rich family, almost as rich as the House of Saud, which rules Saudi Arabia. They're like the second biggest family in Saudi Arabia. And they act, they portray their son, Bin Laden, as this rogue black sheep. But you know he's a he's a CIA asset. Yeah, um, definitely has. Yeah, and nine eleven, um, of course, you know this is the big the big event. But it just seems like there's a. Um, I, I'm just saying it seems like that Bin Laden thing going after him was like a clear message to the Bush family, like almost from the Kennedy family. I I don't know. That's just my kind of idea, but. Um, Lots of good stuff going on, but go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to just going to agree with you. It, it yeah. could be it could be um, perceived as as that like before. What you've what you've said. Wait, repeat that because you were breaking up. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just agreeing with you from what you were saying about the whole you know the whole bush thing and the, and the thing. Like a little, little dig at them, saying, you know, I got, I got your boy, you know. Yeah, and 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 what's interesting was Bush Senior, during nine eleven, was having lunch with, you know, um, Bin Laden's brother. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, or at breakfast. He was having breakfast with him, and he's like, oh, your fucking, your asshole brother's at it again, huh? But uh, of course, we know that nine eleven. And like, the day, and like the days after that, when like there were supposed to be no flights, like you know that they flew like out of the states. They flew the whole Bin Laden family out of the states. That's correct. So that's fucked up. Indeed, it is. And then you and then you had uh, Ted Kennedy, who uh, recently was uh, has been put out of business. Uh, so you know he, I guess he had brain cancer or something. But I mean. There's, there seems yeah. to be always something going up, going on with the Kennedys. It wasn't like um, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, uh, wife killed herself. Yeah, about a month ago or two months ago, there's always some. There's always that was definitely a murder. Yeah, that was like <laughs> a bit fishy. There's always some kind of scandal. It's just people keep looking at all you know the you know the. The lineage of the Kennedys and people are always kind of hoping. You know, Kennedys like from from the outside looking in, the Kennedys seem like America's like royal family. You know, we 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 look at the Kennedys of like, as this like amazing family in America, and they're just kind of beset with just 
tragedy and, and, and bad luck, you know, you, you have like John Kennedy becoming the youngest president and then then being murdered before he could have a second term and then you know, you have his you have his uh, brother Robert looking like he was set to become president and then getting murdered as well and and then having uh, Ted Kennedy possibly getting uh, uh getting a look in as well and then like having some sort of scandal with his secretary.